wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Usually the harder you go, the better it is because it saves you time. Remembering that time is our most valuable resource. That's why I'm suggesting harder is better. When you go harder, generally speaking, you get more done in a shorter period of time, therefore leaving you more time to get other things done. Dayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. This episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Question for you. Do you have any nutrient gaps or gut health issues that are sourced from the fact that you're not getting everything you need from your normal everyday diet? Let me help you out. The answer is yes, you do. You probably just don't know about it. But you can look no further than Athletic Greens AG1, what's the ultimate all-in-one daily supplement. Now, you know me. I'm a former pro athlete. I still run in. Actually, I don't run in. I win 10K races. Still work out every single day. I'm very meticulous about what I put in my body. This right here is the number one supplement that I take every single day besides water. I don't drink anything else but what I get from AG1 by Athletic Greens. Let me tell you what it does. One serving of AG1 every day. There is a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including things like prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and more. What does all that mean? It means that this unique blend works together to support your optimal health, both physically and mentally. And right now, there has never been a better time to try AG1 because Athletic Greens is going to give you their vitamin D liquid formula free with your first subscription. And this is a vital nutrient that will support a strong immune system and strong bones plus you're going to receive five free travel packs and when you're traveling you don't have to carry a whole canister of stuff with you all you have to do is slip these travel packs right into your luggage and you can take the ag1 anywhere you go while you're on the road all you need is the shaker can is going to come with your subscription and a bottle and some water that's it that's all you need so you can take your ag1 anywhere you go so with AG1, you're going to have foundational nutrition made a whole lot simpler. You can say goodbye to the hassle of taking multiple supplements and say hello to a streamlined approach to optimal health. And with the 90-day money-back guarantee, you can try AG1 risk-free. So whether you're an athlete who's looking to improve your performance, or you're a busy professional in need of extra energy because you're sitting at a desk all day, or you're anyone in between who's looking to enhance your overall wellness, AG1 has you covered. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and the free five travel packs 
with your first order. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out now. AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. You want to support this show? This is the best way that you can do it. Tell you that link one more time. Athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is we're going to talk about physical, mental, and emotional work, the differences between the three, why each one of them matters, and how each one of them can be utilized most efficiently. Before we get into that, though, let me tell everybody, every day I send out this text message free of charge called Daily Motivation. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point. I will send it straight to your phone. Yes, the phone that you have in your hand right now. I will send it straight to you every single morning. All you got to do is text me right now at this number, 305-384-6894. Text me at that number. It is listed down below in the show notes if you forgot it already. And once you text me there, you will be verified and confirmed as a member of my text community. And because you are a member, You'll get that daily motivation every day. And guess what? You can even respond to any of the messages that I send and you might get a response back from me. Ask somebody who is already in my text community. Does Dre respond to those messages? Yes, I do. And when you get a response to one of those messages, yes, that is me texting you. That is not Dre's team responding to you. That is not my assistant responding to you. That is me responding to you when you get a response from me. If there's ever anybody other than me responding to those texts, it will be noted that it's somebody other than me responding. But if it's not noted, then that means it's me that you are actually texting with. So that's the first thing. Second thing, workonyourgameuniversity.com. That is the place where you go to work with me directly. The next step, you're listening to the show, you're getting the text messages. What's the next thing you do? Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You're ready to take the next step to work with me. You want to get into the Bulletproof Mindset Framework, the next mission framework, which is all about accountability and execution. The work on your game system was all about putting systems in place in your business so you can do the same things the same way every time and the business builder framework so you have an actual strategy, an actual game plan for what you're doing and not just a bunch of random actions and hope that it works out. Or if any of those sound like something you need, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, follow the prompts on that page to tell you exactly where to go and what to do next. And before you know it, you'll be working directly with Dre Baldwin. Can you believe it? All right, with all that said, again, that's workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now let's get into this topic, physical, mental, and emotional work. These are the different types of work that we can do. And for the most part, we do every single day on a daily basis. Even if you don't think about it like this, we're always doing these. We need a combination of all three. You need to do some physical work, some mental work and some emotional work. And while doing so, we need to understand how to best use each one of these so that we don't overuse any one of them. And so we don't misuse any one of them. So as I get into explaining how each one of these works and where they are best used, you'll better understand this. So I'm not going to give too much more explanation here because everybody knows what physical, mental and emotional means. But you may not have thought about how each type of work is different. So let's just get into the point so you can understand this. And I don't need to go any further in just explaining what these are about. So let's get to it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, physical, mental and emotional work. When it comes to physical work, let's start with that one. When you're doing physical work, harder is better. The harder you can go in your physical work, for the most part, this is in a general sense, okay? I'm giving you general guidelines here. There are times when these are not necessarily true, but I'm going to say as a general rule, 
When you're doing physical work, the harder you can do your work, the better it is. With physical work, the harder you go, the more you can get done in a shorter period of time. That's what I mean. So if you're doing physical work, like what's something you could be doing physically? If you're doing physical work, like unloading the dishwasher, the more energy and the harder you go at unloading the dishwasher, the more energy you put into it, usually the faster you'll be able to unload the dishwasher and have all the dishes put away. So now that task is done. You can move on to the next task. And the faster you sweep the floor and mop the floor, the faster the house is clean. You can move on to the next task. And the faster you fold up the laundry, the faster that's done. And you can move on to the next task. So when you're doing any kind of physical work, usually the harder you go, the better it is because it saves you time. Remembering that time is our most valuable resource. That's why I'm suggesting harder is better. When you go harder, generally speaking, you get more done in a shorter period of time, therefore leaving you more time to get other things done. Everybody got it? This is something that I got, for example, when I was reading Tim Ferriss's book called The Four-Hour Body. Now, he wrote, I think, three books. Four-Hour Body, Four-Hour Work Week, and Four-Hour Chef. So The Four-Hour Body was about fitness and just getting yourself into your optimal physical condition. And he talked about how he could get to 80% of the shape of a world-class athlete while not having to spend two hours a day in the gym like a world-class athlete would. And the way that he did that was by talking to people who had trained these world-class athletes, taking the pieces that he could use, that he could condense into bite-sized pieces to where he could get a 30-minute workout in instead of a two-hour workout, and he didn't have to do it even every single day. He could get to, again, 80% of the level of the world-class athlete. Now, why 80%? Because we got to remember the 80-20 principle. Pareto's principle states 80% of the results come from 20% of the inputs. So Tim understood that doing 20% of the things that world-class athletes did could get him to 80%. Now, that last 20%, between 81% and 100, that makes you world-class. You got to be 100 to get to world-class. Well, you got to do 80% of the work. And that's the stuff that most people are not willing to do. And that's the stuff that world-class athletes do. That's why they're the ones competing in the Olympics and why Tim Ferriss is the one writing a book about it, but not actually competing in the Olympics. You get what I'm saying here? So I started using, when I was reading Tim Ferriss's book, I started applying many of those principles to what I was doing in the fitness gym. Now, my background is as a professional athlete. My sport was basketball. I did not apply Tim Ferriss's principles to playing basketball because in basketball, I was willing to do not only the 20% work that got me 80% of results, but I was also willing to do the 80% work that got me that last 20%. You get it? Because that 80% that got me the last 20% is the difference between playing basketball on YouTube and playing basketball on a professional basketball team. That 80% is the difference between the guys on TV and the guys at the playground. So I had to do the last 80% work. But when it came to what I was doing in the fitness gym, and when I say fitness gym, let me be clear what I mean. That means lifting weights, running on cardio machines, that kind of stuff, the kind of stuff I would do just to get my body into good shape, like having muscles and things like that. I started applying what I got from Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Body, to that part of my training. And I was able to cut down significantly on the time I was spending lifting weights. So instead of doing 90-minute weightlifting sessions, which I had been doing up to that point, I was able to cut that down to about 30-minute weightlifting sessions. I was building up more muscle. I had a lot more time because I was spending less time in the gym. And my body was fresher for the actual basketball workouts that I really needed to focus on because that was the sport that I was playing anyway. And any of you who was following me back in the basketball days, you may remember there are multiple videos where I talked about this because I would often have players asking me about this mix. And any of you who's an athlete now or you know an athlete or you coach athletes, you can share with them what I'm about to share with you. Because the basketball players would often say to me, well, Dre, look, and they would see me, they would see my physique. They could tell that I lifted weights, even though I was a basketball player. They could tell that I spent time in the weight room. They would say, well, Dre, how much time should I spend lifting weights versus how much time I should spend playing basketball? Or the players would ask, well, Dre, 
I want to lift weights and I play basketball. Which one should I do first? When I get to the gym, there's a gym with a basketball court. There's a weight room over there. Which one should I do first? Should I lift weights first or play basketball first? Which one should I do first or which one should I prioritize? Or how much time do I spend doing each? And I gave them a simple principle to help them understand. The first question to help you get the principle is, what is your main thing? My main thing, and this is what I would tell the basketball players, their main thing at this time is you are a basketball player, which means the majority of your time and your priority should go to playing basketball. Why? Because you are a basketball player. So if push came to shove and you had to pick one, you would spend your time on a basketball court because that's the thing that is going to move you to the next level and make you your money is your ability to play basketball. So you do the basketball gets prioritized. And then you can either lift weights after basketball, or if you want to lift weights before basketball, you can. There were times that I would do that. I would lift weights first and then go play basketball. And that worked for me, but I wasn't spending an equal amount of time on a basketball court that I would spend in the weight room. Or at least I changed my routine to where that was the case, because there was a time when I would spend 90 minutes on the basketball court and then 90 minutes in the weight room. But when I thought about it, I thought to myself, especially after reading Tim's book, wait a minute, Dre, that doesn't make sense. Why are you giving equal time to lifting weights and you get it playing basketball? You're not a professional weightlifter. You're a professional basketball player. Lifting weights is just a supplement to your ability to play ball. Everyone get what I'm saying here. So whatever your main thing is, the majority of your time, attention, focus, energy should be going towards the main thing. And then everything else that supports the main thing probably shouldn't get the same amount of investment simply because that's not the main thing. All right. As the saying goes, keep the main thing, the main thing. So I started using these principles and cut down significantly on the time I was spending lifting weights while at the same time, it did not cost me any of my physical performance capabilities because if it had, then I would have had to make changes. And again, this is why I'm playing a professional sport. And it wasn't necessarily that I was going harder in the gym. So I want you to understand when I say harder is better. I don't always mean that literally. It was that I was doing more of the stuff that produced the higher return on investment. And then the rest of the stuff I was doing less of that was not producing the return investment. Again, utilizing the 80-20 principle. So when I say harder is better, sometimes it just means you need to figure out what the 20 is that produces the 80 and do more of the 20 and less of the 80. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to go, let's say you don't have to go balls out or ham, go ham on everything that you're doing and just go as hard and as fast as you can. And that necessarily makes it better. So please don't take what I'm saying here literally. I want you to understand directionally what I mean. When I say going ham, and if you don't know what that means, let's say that's an acronym that stands for hard as a motherfucker, H-A-M, ham. So anytime parents out there hear your kids say they're going ham, that's what they're talking about. All right, don't tell them that I told you that. So if you're one who goes to the gym regularly, you can get better results from 30 minutes of the right workout than you can get from 90 minutes of the wrong workout. Everybody understand that? So you could call this harder or you could just call it being more efficient. I hesitate to call it smarter. I don't like to call it smarter rather than going harder because smart is relative and smart is based on subjective opinions. And I don't want to confuse you by calling it smarter. And also, I talked about working smarter and not harder in episode 1856, by the way. If you have not listened to that episode, go ahead and listen to it so you understand what that really means as opposed to how people like to use it. Moving on to point number two. Today, we are talking about physical, mental, and emotional work. So you already know what point number two is. Mental work. Mental work has diminishing returns. And there is a theory that's called the law of diminishing returns. This is a very solid theory, which you should accept when you understand what it means. There is, of course, of course, value to using your mind to get things done. Now, I'm the last person who would ever discredit that. I mean, this whole show started with me talking mostly about mindset. I talk a lot about business things now as well, but mindset is always the core and the foundation of what we do here at Working Your Game and always will be. After all, again, the show is based on the foundation of mindset as a starting point of all success and also a starting point of all failure. 
But using your mind for work does have diminishing returns. There's only so much you can ask of your mind over the course of a day. You ain't got nothing left. There's nothing left to give. Look at your own day, for example. I would bet that most of you, especially those of you who do work that requires mental, you do mental work. If you're watching this on video right now, you see me sitting at a desk. If you are the type of person who sits at a desk for your work and you're doing work that is mostly mental, meaning you are not a construction worker, you are not a masseuse giving massages, you're not a personal trainer taking people to the weight room and to the squat rack. You're doing things that require mental energy, like writing and speaking and sending emails and any kind of analysis or anything that just requires thinking. It's not mentally taxing on you. It's, I mean, it's not physically taxing. It's mentally taxing. Don't you usually have more energy at certain points of the day than you have at other points of the day? Of course you do. And usually you have more energy at the beginning of the day than you have in the middle of the afternoon, like one to three o'clock in the afternoon is usually when many people's energies dip, especially when you're doing mental work. So if you do any kind of mentally taxing work, like writing, dealing with numbers, making tough decisions, usually think more clearly at, again, certain points, usually at the beginning of the day. Why is this? Because mental work works by the law of diminishing returns. There is only so much you can push the mind before the mind needs a rest. Doesn't mean you're done for the day. You can take a little rest. Some of you might like to take a 15 minute nap. The author Daniel Pink wrote a book called When, W-H-E-N. It's all about the science of when exactly you should do certain things and how it could help you optimize your day and optimize your life. So if you haven't read that book, anytime you hear me mention a book on the show, you need to go get it. So it's called W-H-E-N, When by Daniel Pink. And you cannot push yourself mentally all day without eventually running out of gas. Any one of us will run out of gas. This is just human nature. So especially for those of you who do mental work, a lot of mental work, you want to optimize your days around the times when your mind is at its peak performance levels, which you should know because human beings are creatures of habit. So you should know what are the times of day when your mind is at its peak level. I have read that the human mind is at its sharpest in the window that is two to four hours after you wake up wake up from anything. This could be from a nap. It could be from overnight sleeping. So if you wake up at six o'clock in the morning, for example, your mind by this theory will be at its peak between eight o'clock and 10 o'clock because that's two to four hours after you woke up. So you can use that as a litmus test and and just see if that works for you. And if you have other periods that work better for you that are consistent, then that's where you want to put your most important mental work. Point number three, today's topic once again is physical, mental, and emotional work. Number three, emotional work. When you're dealing with emotional work, less is better. Now, in physical work, I said harder is better. Emotional work, less is better. Why is this? Because emotions can run very hot. And as a result, anything that's too hot can burn you out very quickly. You ever ate some food and it was a little bit too hot? You didn't blow on it enough or didn't let it cool off enough. You had to spit it back out because it was too damn hot. All right, that's what emotions are like. All right, emotions can get very, very hot. They can burn you out very quickly if you indulge them too much. While It is not possible for a human to turn your emotions on or off, at least at will, at least not usually, nor can we always control when our emotions are possibly triggered. We can control how we respond once we realize that an emotion is active within us. Once we notice that, all right, I'm feeling this emotion, we can do something about the fact that we notice the emotion. It's usually better for all of us to keep our emotions in check instead of letting them run wild, because when we keep them in check, we have more control over our actions. And thusly, we can stick to our plans and processes because we have control over our actions. So as I had told you, emotions are great gas pedals, but they are terrible steering wheels. I told you that in episode number 2155, which you can listen to at workonyourgamepodcast.com, that along with any other episode in the history of this show. You never want your emotions controlling the direction of where you go. 
you choose where to go using your rational thinking and your logic. Then you use your emotions as a gas pedal to push you in your rationally chosen direction. That's how you use emotion. Never let your emotions grab the steering wheel. It will drive you into a wall. Emotions can work great when channeled the right way. They can destroy you, however, when they are not controlled and they proceed to take over your mind and body. So that's why any kind of emotional work, less emotion is better. Doesn't mean you don't have emotion. It means the less that your emotions have influence over your thinking. Your emotions should not control your thinking. They should be controlled and used as energy, never as a rational or logical thought, because emotions are not rational or logical at all. Uh, that's why they should never control your thinking. Now, recap in today's class, which is physical, mental, and emotional work, how each one of these works and how to best use them. Number one, physical work, harder equals better. And again, understand what I mean directionally. Do not take that literally. Physical work, the harder you go, usually the more you can get done in a shorter period of time. But you also want to remember the 80-20 principle. 80% of your results come from 20% of your inputs. So when you're doing physical work, you want to be looking for the 20 and looking for the 20 that produces the 80 and do more of the 20 and less of the 80. That's what I mean when I say harder, not necessarily putting more energy and muscle behind it, but I could necessarily mean that depending on what you're doing. Point number two, mental work works by the law of diminishing returns. Or the more of it you do, eventually it's not even worth it to do more because the amount of time or effort it will take you to get it done, it's not even worth it anymore. So by the end of the day, when your brain is all burned out, you keep trying to do mental work, you might as well stop because you're not going to get anything useful done in that time. You might do it all over again next day anyway. So there's value to using your mind to get things done, of course, but you need to know when is your mind in its peak state. And that's when you want to get most of your work done. It has been said and believed that the window between two to four hours after you wake up from a nap or from overnight sleep is when your mind is at its sharpest. You should test that out and see if it works. Number three, when it comes to emotional work, less is better. Emotions can run very hot and they can burn you if not held under control. And always keep in mind, emotions are great gas pedals. They are terrible steering wheels. Never let your emotions grab the steering wheel of your life. It will steer you into a wall like a crash test dummy. You use your emotions. You control and channel your emotions through the gas pedal once you have logically and rationally decided where to turn the steering wheel. Never want your emotions controlling the direction of where you go. You choose where to go with your thinking. Then let your emotions push you in that direction. All that said, text me. Tell me the best insight or idea or what you're going to do different based on you heard in today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. Or just text me because you want to get that daily motivation every day for free. My number is 305-384-6894. And workonyourgameuniversity.com. You want to learn how to do this work and apply it to your mindset, your strategies, your systems, and your accountability and execution and get accountability so that you can execute. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894. 